Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by 10 Forward number 33. Wow. Back to the Future, part three. The Rat. Wait, no. Fuck, three search for Spock. The Wrath of Khan? God damn it. Wow. Search for more money. Yeah, actually. The search for Doc. There we go. Perfect. But also more money. And he was in the search for Spock, Christopher Lloyd. So it all comes. It's our 33rd episode. Back to Future 3, Star Trek 3. Great. This is Chris. Ah, this is Ames. This is Caitlin. Jake. Congratulations on remembering to introduce ourselves. Well, as Jake mentioned last week, uh, for you it's been a week. For us it's been a couple of minutes, so I remember to introduce us. And I'm going to remember to not do an overlong intro. Yay! It's Back to the Future 3. Marty goes back to the Old West to keep the doc from getting shot by a tannin. Bada bing! Go tannin! Yeah! Team tannin! Uh. Yeah, this movie's great. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I think this... this I can't be, be objective about this movie because it is my favorite of the three because I've seen it so fucking much. Oh, it's my favorite too. So you already f- talked about this? I think we I think it's come up before. Good. Well, I love it. So you're filling my role from Back to the Future 1 on Back to the Future 3. In that you blindly love it even mm. though it has flaws? Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> it doesn't have any flaws. <laughs> yeah, what flaws are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, which flaws? Oh, I don't know. I fucking love it too, but... Okay. <laughs> But let's get this out of the way first, because okay. there is a fucking massive plot hole. Oh no! At the set, at the core of this movie. Okay. That has to be addressed, and it's this: Marty and Doc both know the um, temporal prime directive. They both know <laughs> the geological feature that they take the DeLorean over at the end of the film. They both Show Nash Ravine. They know it as Clayton Ravine. Yeah. They know it as such mm-hmm. because in 1885, a school teacher who had a runaway cart mm-hmm. went off the edge and was killed. Okay? Mm-hmm. When Marty looks at the photograph of Doc Brown's tombstone, okay. it says, the, your beloved Clara. Mm-hmm. So, she did not die. Not when Doc went back, no. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Doc would have been nowhere near the ravine. The only reason they were able to he was able to save Clara from going over the edge is because he was out there with Marty checking out the bridge to see if it would work for their plan to put the car over it. He had no reason to be there. Oh, there actually is an explanation for that. What's that? What it is is... He was supposed to meet her at the station. So in the time where he went back, but Marty didn't, which was the original... No, not the original. Wow. Okay, so the original timeline, Doc wasn't in 1885. Marty wasn't in 1885. She, of course, gets spooked and she dies. And she dies. In just Doc is in 1885, he meets her at the station. She doesn't die. And she doesn't die because the horse doesn't get spooked. She doesn't have to... She doesn't have to get rescued, though. Right. For whatever reason, something about Doc meeting her, they maybe take a different route or they leave later. They don't see the snake. Whatever. Horse and spook, she doesn't die. 1885 with Doc and Marty. Doc doesn't... Well, Doc doesn't meet her at the station. She is in the background of that scene where they're talking to the train engineer about something, though, at one point. Mm. So she's at the station waiting for Doc. He never shows up as far as she knows. She goes off. Horse, spook, horse spook. thing. Yeah. Where is she so, going off to? Where the fuck is she going? Uh, to her the little cottage they built for her, nowhere near town for some so reason. So, what is the ravine called in 1955? Grand where, Ravine. <laughs> and why doesn't... So, let's say it's called... still called, Let's say no one dies, yep. and it's called Shonash Ravine, mm-hmm. which is what it was originally called. Yep. Shouldn't then Doc, in 1885, know it as Shonash Re- Re- Ravine? The change hasn't gotten to that doc yet because it's further along for his personal... It, don't think about it too hard. I'll make diagrams mm. of straws like a looper. Okay. Yeah. Neat. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of explained, but it's still the again. You have to accept the ever wavery time travel rules of Back to the Future for it to make sense. Okay, how about this one? Oh, Try no. this one over there. So Doc, stop ruining this movie. So Doc complains uh, when he puts the when he puts the liquor in the car to try to get it started and blows up something. Mm-hmm. He fuel injector, I think. Fuel injector. He says, "Oh, we're gonna. Have, it's gonna take me a month or six months to repair this." Isn't there a perfectly good fuel injector on another DeLorean in a cave not far from town? But then that would be something that 1955 Doc would have to Yeah, build. but I'm sure 1955 Doc could fix it. I suppose. Or fit a carburetor. I don't know. Mm. Well, that's a different thing, a carburetor. Uh, fuel injectors replaced carburetors. Oh, cars. okay. Fair enough. So this does mean this is something that actually really was, when you think about it, there is a point in Back to the Future 2 where I think there are five, four? There are many DeLoreans in Hill Valley at one point in 1955. There are many DeLorean. Yes, yeah. Because there's the one that Marty brings back from 1985, originally in part one. Mm-hmm. There's no Mr. Fusion. No Mr. Fusion. There's the Mr. Fusion flying part two one that Biff Sr., Old Biff, rather, brings back to meet with young Biff, Mm -hmm. which does overlap briefly with Doc and Marty in the Mr. Fusion model. Yeah. So four, because then there's the one that was in the cave the the whole time. So yeah, four at one point, DeLorean, in, like, like, I think there's the joke he makes in two saying about how, like, maybe that date is somehow important to the whole of the time-space continuum where it's just a huge coincidence. I just think he created, again, sort of paradoxically, it becomes a focal point for the space-time continuum. Because all those DeLorean is there. Mm. All those DeLorean. I wonder if they could have drained some gas out of the DeLorean in the cave. He'd probably, he'd already drained it to store it. Mm. They do mention they would have, you know, he would have drained all the fluids. Yeah. So it could store safely. I just find, I, I do find the conceit of the best way we could come up with to get something to move 90 miles per hour is by hooking it up to a train. No, what would you do? I liked the idea of running it down a steep hill. Well, yeah, but they needed the ice, and that wouldn't the lake wouldn't ice over until later. There wouldn't be ice. There were the fucking desert. Well, there's that too, yes. But he does say that supposedly the lake will ice over. I mean, they're in the mountains, maybe. Yeah, yeah, true. Could be some some snow. There's some hills next to the valley in Hill Valley. Yeah. Drag the drag the car up a fucking hill. True. Yeah, hey, they they've hooked it up to horses, you know. I think if we may fall back on Ames' explanation. The Doc is a psychopath. Yes. And that version would involve the most craziness, thievery, and explosory. He does say at one point when he's tooting the tooting the train, I've always wanted to do this. And he complains that nobody around to see the blast, but well, then he is. I assume that he meant, you know, pull the bell on a train, not yeah, no, push, a, I mean. push a time machine. Well, yes, it's but... all for him to be able to pull the, go little, the, toot-toot. the little toot-toot on the train. He even steals the guy's hat. Well, yeah. I mean, Dang. he's already there. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the he thing, He took though. his wallet just for fun. <laughs> In terms of, like, things that are going to fuck up the timeline, mm. destroying a goddamn train. Yeah. Yeah, because now all that lumber and stuff isn't getting where it needs to go, and then any subsequent, like, load of lumber and stuff So, and like, people... lo- locomotives are, like, that's going to fuck up the entire schedule for mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. They don't just have those hanging around. You had to imagine probably even affected the bridge construction. I'm sure having the thing fly off the end of it did at least some damage. Well, yeah, and then the explosion, like, yeah. Why do they name it after Eastwood when he was a freaking train robber? That's the thing. People genuinely must not have realized he was involved, right? They knew he got killed in the train going over the thing. That's true, yeah. That is weird. So they busted well, him. maybe they thought he was trying to save it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess Doc could have told them. Yeah, that's true. Doc, Doc survives. Doc oh. Like, oh, yes, no, but the conductor who they don't kill off, they should have killed this conductor, can go back to the town and say, these people stole my train. They and were they wearing, wearing masks. masks. And really he's good. not from there. How often is he? And maybe after this, he's like... has got Christopher Lloyd eyes. <laughs> well, what, you know what he was like, I am never doing that run again. Switch me to a different run. Mm. Never going back to Hill Valley. Bad luck. Or the doc pays him off with counterfeit money, one or the other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this movie is it, it's, it's, it's fantastic, but... 
Like the rest of the series, it does not hold up much of scrutiny. Time travel is not their main concern. It is a conveyance for the story, just as we were saying off-air how butter and bread is a conveyance for... uh, Bread is a conveyance for butter. Where was that in the episode? That That might have been in the last episode. I think that was on-air. Let's bring it up again. Noodles and bread conveyances for butter and cheese. Lobster, good for bread. Lobster, good for living in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Also true. What? Let's talk about how George and Lorraine are at best second cousins. (laughs) (laughs) What what is the choice to... I mean, I get get the, the, the genes are strong in the McFly family. But what is the choice in casting... What is the woman's name? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Leah Thompson as this additional woman. They straight up just for the sake of having Leah Thompson in the movie. They've said, we know it seems weird, but we wanted Leah Thompson in the movie. Well, they, unless, they needed the mom, mom. I yeah, yeah, it was so they could do the joke. Yeah, unless it's that the McFlys just have a type. I think actually he might have said that. Okay, I don't think quote I, me. I, it's I'll been a while. But... Like I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea that they're just second cousins because. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, Marty's just a little inbred, that's all. Bless him, though. I I love Michael J. Fox. But Seamus' accent. Oh, God, yeah. You know what's great in bread? Butter. Ah. Hey! Ah, Brought it back. Like the McFlies. God, and that mustache and that. The wig wasn't bad. You're right, McFlies make delicious sandwiches. (laughs) Just gotta get the pellets out first. Yeah, the pellets is a good touch. The water being the disgusting. So Probably accurate, though. You think? You think they boil it off first? Yeah, but boiling it doesn't necessarily remove like dirt. Color, I mean, yeah. just, just it Probably removes just and bacteria. Yeah, probably what it is. Whatever you suck out of the well, cloth. you put it through a cheesecloth. Yeah, actually, they probably would have done that. Yeah. But it still would be disgusting because yeah, it's yeah. well water. Probably that, that that's actually the most unrealistic part of this film. That Marty doesn't just have crippling diarrhea for several mm. days. He after. could. He does. We don't see it. <laughs> Doc, it's great to see you. Don't hug me too hard. Or, oh, oh, never mind. See, that's what, that's why he's late for the showdown with Tannen. And has to change his clothes. <laughs> what idiot yeah, dressed you like that? It's not to fit in. It's because of uh, the, the horrible, horrible stain. Yeah, you know, column A, column B. One in Rome. So here's the thing. What's the thing? They were able to get... So the showdown with Biff, or, or with uh, Mad Dog, yeah. Took longer than they expected. Like, they expected to have already intercepted Who's the they? Who's they? Marty and Doc. Okay. I'm thinking the writers. No, wait. They would have, <laughs> like, they weren't even, they were already supposed to be waiting to to hijack the train by the time Mad Dog showed up. Mm-hmm. The train was delayed mm-hmm. because Clara pulled the emergency stop. Yep. Oh, yeah. If but but had, Tannen was also early for his own showdown. Yeah, a couple minutes. Um, if and then and the reason she did that was because she needed to rush back to town mm-hmm. to find Doc. Yep. If she had just stayed on the train, <laughs> she was on that train. But then they wouldn't have intercepted but then, the but train. But then they would have missed the train yeah. themselves. So oh, it man. all works out. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, folks. Mm-hmm. No, that's signs you're thinking of. That's what? Terrible M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, I've seen that one. It's one with Mel Gibson, right? Yeah, when everything like happens for a reason. Aliens, water yeah. aliens, yeah, 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 yeah. Or rather, don't like water aliens. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it was bad, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was good up until the twist. I feel like I had to watch it in school. Yeah, Joaquin was that in it. kind of true of a lot of his films, is my understanding. It be, you know what it is? It's because he got like the reputation for being the twist the guy. The twist guy. Yeah. yeah. And then so his twists have gotten worse and worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. Like the only two I think anyone genuinely liked were Signs and Sixth Sense as far as the twist went. What a twist. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his recent films so that I kind of gave up on. I think that show he works on now is actually supposed to be good. Really? Yeah, What's the called? show? Servant, I think. I don't know. It's some that. Apple TV one. Hmm. last film of his that I can remember seeing was... I think it was called Lady in the Water. Oh, yeah. Was that terrible. one was supposed to be awful. It was really bad. Which was the one where the trees are trying to kill people? The That's event. Happening. happening. The Happening. That was I the last one I saw. I it, it is fucking terrible. I have literally only seen uh, Unbreakable. Have you oh, not you seen, seen The Sixth Sense? Sense? 
I no, because the problem is... Yeah, I, the twist, since you know you the, know twist, the twist, twist already. Well, the thing is, I guessed it, because a friend of mine was like, oh man, I saw the Sixth Sense over the weekend. It was great. There was this twist. I was like, oh, is Bruce Willis dead? He was like, how'd you know? It's like, well, he sees dead people. You said there's a twist. <laughs> one plus one. Like, mm. you I know, remember, I remember the Chekhov's village. ghost. The village didn't suck. That's the one with the monster... It's the one with the village. Yeah, the one, well, the one with the, the blind girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a monster that's And there's a monster. And I just remember, like, the the tension being very good. Yeah. This is now a M. Night Shyamalan podcast. Uh, evidently. How, are, how did this happen? Yeah, I think I think his problem is that he's he's got, like, good horror or, like, suspense instincts. But he's, like, saddled with the having to make a stupid twist for everything. Yeah. ruins it. Yeah. But back to this. Back to this. No twist. Nope. Everything, everything's no lemon and no lime. Well, the twist is that your future hasn't been written yet, and no one can say otherwise, even an admiral from the future. Oh, I just don't like <laughs> joke. I was so, I was like, oh man, we gotta bring up. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm simply referring back to it. It is in our episode. Oh, is it? We'll have gone up by the time this goes live. Yay. Is that a Voyager reference? Yes. Yes. The finale. Endgame. I missed that show. Oh shit, we didn't bring up Endgame at all <laughs> during Back to the Future 2. Hmm. Although really, the most Back to the Future 2 of Voyager was uh, Shattered. Shattered, yeah, yeah. Shattered. If, if we had thought ahead, we probably would have put 2 after Shattered. But I also think doing these two back-to-back is pretty... Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's logical because they they were filming them like back-to-back. Like They're, yeah. they're literally, literally editing 2 whilst doing 3. Yeah. They used the, the Mad Dog pro, like, promo photo... In the second movie, which yep. I thought was very yeah. clever. Yep. Like, good for them. One thing that... A joke that makes a lot more... is Like, as a kid, it was like, eh, that's weird. But as an adult, you're like, oh, I get that more now, and that's funny. That uh, Tannen's kill count didn't include uh, basically oh, anyone yeah, that yeah. wasn't a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that. ooh, wow, that is probably true of a lot of criminals from that era. They probably didn't mark down unless it was a white guy. When, what was this marked down? I missed this. In When they're in the library reading up on Mad Dog Tannen, when they're looking for information on Doc. Okay. Well, let me try that again. When 1955 Doc and Marty are mm-hmm. in the library trying to see if there's any proof that it is, in fact, Doc Brown, or where exactly they can find Doc Brown in 1885, okay. Marty comes across an entry on Mad Dog Tannen that mentions, you know, he's said to have killed up to like, some number of men, not including, and this is the movie, uh, Indians and Chinamen. Oof. And it's like, that's actually probably historically accurate. Yeah. Old-timey racism. Well, here's something that is interesting. Is it? I'll be the judge. Hey. Judge Ames on the case. Everybody in families always looks the same, and no one ever leaves Hill Valley. Yeah. I think Hill Valley might... Might actually be haunted. A micro universe. <laughs> <laughs> of some kind. Well, see, what does kind of ruin that idea, though, is the fact that George McFly is not also played by Michael J. Fox. Well, that That's would have true. been impossible for filming the 1985 movie. <laughs> true. They didn't have the technology. Don't worry, in the remake, it'll all be the same actor. But yeah, no, that's, it's a side effect of all the time shenanigans Doc has pulled. Mm. Yeah. You see the look that he just gave He's him? just created some sort of <laughs> it's actually, weird bubble. It's also why in Star Trek Strange New Worlds, I am consistently getting more and more pissed that the Kirk brothers aren't both played by the same actor. Oh, I missed such a chance on that. It makes me so sad. Your, what was the chance? To have oh, both Kirks be the same they actor. Missed it. They yeah, missed yeah, yeah. You, did, you had nothing to do with it. No, no, no. They... Chris, you've been writing a Strange New Worlds? No, he's but like, I did the cast casting it. director. Yeah, oh, wow, no shit. Cool. Good work. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta admit, they'd already picked Anson Mount for me. That one was out of my hands. I agree with it, don't get me wrong, but I cannot take credit for but that. But I wish balls. Anson Mount was in my... In, mm, I wish Anson Mount was in my hands. <laughs> the, the ball's on bringing Carol Kane in for no reason. Carol Kane? That does sound like something i do. I'm always yes. forgetting her actual yes, it's name. Carol Kane. Carol Kane again? Uh, the new engineer. Oh, you haven't seen any of it yet. She's the new chief engineer. But why is that balls? Like, who is Karen Kane at? She, Car- Carol Kane. She, you know, she's the witch, uh, or like the, the witch doctor wife lady from Princess, Princess Bride, Bride. Uh, with, with Billy Crystal. Oh, no shit. Have mm-hmm. fun storming the castle. Yeah. Bye-bye. She came to prominence as uh, Latka's girlfriend and eventually wife in Taxi. Oh. So she's largely a sort of a, you know... Isn't her name like Licka or something? It's like very similar, Simca, isn't it? Simca, that sounds right. 
Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, sorry. We do this. We do this thing. I found it interesting that uh, Strickland's ancestor <laughs> yes. looked exactly like him, except he had hair. Yeah, a lot of hair and a big mustache. Yeah. We don't know, though. Does he ever take the head off? He might That's be bald true. on top be, with just one like side. They yeah. happily did cut a scene of him getting murdered. The, oh, the my. Strickland? Why would they murder him? I, I, Marshall Strickland. Yeah, Marshall Strickland, his son, like, he dies in his son's arms. Jeez. Telling him to, like, you know, always be whatever. Disciplined. And Nothing but discipline. Don't be a slacker. He's just like, oh, God. And I think they even... That's why he's not there at the end of the film. Ah. Um, and I think there's even mention of the murder of Marshall Strickland, but maybe they cut that line. I don't know. But yeah, so that's that's a cutscene you can see if you ever yeah, want to be really up, depressed. They end, yeah, they end up getting arrested for robbing the stagecoach. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't even see. They just talk about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, Mad Dog eats shit in the end. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. That's that so whole cool. family does nothing but eat shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think the the running gag is great. I oh yeah, the the moment when he gets decked in the face with that hunk of metal, and mm. they do the same little oh. choreography yep. from the other movies. At least the first one is. I don't. I forget if there's a good punch in the second one. I don't remember. But there's one. that same like punch spinorama move that all the tannins just do. Mm-hmm. No, there. Uh, oh wait, no. I was to say there is a great punch in the second movie, but no, it's the first punch from the first movie. So, it, oh, that's true. It's back. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a punch it. in every movie. Yep. Yeah. Tans go spinning. Okay, did in this movie then, because if, if they did it and I missed it, then I'm sad. Because I know in both the first movie and the second movie, there's a moment when Biff is in front of McFly, and it's the moment of him looking over the shoulder because he's so, oh, yeah, he's so yeah. littler. They did that with Griff. Yeah, they did that with Griff in the second movie. Is there that moment with Mad Dog in this movie? I did not notice. God. Yeah. Okay, that was the one flaw of this movie. <laughs> How, how long do you think they tried to figure out a way to have skateboarding in 1885 before they went, that's that's a bridge too far. That is too much. <laughs> yeah, but what they did instead, so they had they took the bit from the second movie with Elijah Wood and the... And the yes. Oh, the, the shootout. Sh- shooting gallery. Shooting gallery yeah, that was cute. Brought that back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's just like a lot of fun gags in this movie. The, the frisbee mm-hmm. pie plate. I liked that. Which I only found out recently... They really did start as a pie plate. You never heard company. This? Yeah, I, I somehow didn't I always know assumed that. it was a joke for the movie. So did I. But no. apparently, they really no. It was a, the the frisbee pie company out of Connecticut. I forget where. I want to say Stanford. It was the where these pie plates came from because people, after eating the pie, would throw the plate. My question is, would it have made it from Connecticut yeah. to California? You're shipping pies from Connecticut my, to California in Only if you threw it really, really hard. My yeah. understanding is that, because uh, the person who told me this looked it up, and yeah, I don't think it technically works, but sh- it's fun. I allow it. Maybe, yeah, somebody, maybe somebody saved the plate. Yeah, but and then when they, yeah. when they moved out west, they took it with them. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I randomly just checked the Wikipedia page for the Frisbee Pie Company. Because I was like, like, how does this timing work out? Would they have made it to California? And it's a great photo of the pie plate, and it looks just like the one in the movie, so good for them. Okay, but who was the first person to realize that doggos would lose their goddamn minds about them? Mm. That's a good question. I'm, I'm sure they found out very quickly when someone just threw it near a dog, and the dog lost its shit, and they were like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, they probably weren't even meaning to. They probably just throwing somebody else, and the dog was near there, and it was just like, oh, okay. But here's the thing. So the Frisbee, I believe, is made by Whammo? Yes, they sold it to Whammo, and I want to say... The nineteen somethings. Ah, interesting. They're the people that make log. <laughs> Just kidding. That's Blamo. Is that yours? So I was, yeah. I guess I was wondering: I did the Frisbee closed. Pie Company change into just the Frisbee Company and then become Whammo, or was Whammo a separate company? That Whammo, yeah. Whammo bought Frisbee. Does Whammo still make pies? Probably. <laughs> they should. But yum. Now I want pie. Oh man, I could use a pie. Right? Why does Jake only have cake? I mean, I would eat cake. <laughs> but I want pie. So it's just like how, you know, Back to Future 1 had no mention of chicken, but then 2 and 3 <laughs> do. Our first Back to the Future episode doesn't have mention of cake, but now our 2 and 3 do. We're very thematically appropriate. The cake and pie is great, and being chicken is fucking dumb. Or being yellow, <laughs> as they would say yellow. in 1985. I do appreciate that Marty never does get the hang of thinking fourth dimensionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. He's supposed to be like a 17-year-old kid, and this has been like the most fucked up two weeks of his life. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't gotten a break. No, yeah, this has been like... Or a shower. 
And he's been shooting himself constantly. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure he was showering so in 1955. Diarrhea. He hasn't showered at all in 1885 because he didn't do that back then. Yeah, they showed the the public bath area. And oh, people yeah, looking like, gross. oh no. Yeah. You could tell that was the one thing. He's like, oh shit. Mm. The thing is, we don't really know how much time he spent in 1955 this time. No, that's the thing. He could have been there for a while. Well, right, because Doc had to mm. m- made the the circuit for the time circuit. Yeah, so he had to get together, you know. He didn't necessarily already have all that just lying around. He may have had to go to buy stuff. He may have had special order stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk into a corner store in 1955 and get plutonium. Well, yeah, and well, he also, well, he didn't need plutonium because he had Mr. Fusion. No, I know, I was just referring but, back to the... Yes, but, yeah, he needed to, because like, they were replacing an integrated circuit. Mm-hmm. And Doc said that, oh, you know, it wouldn't have been invented until the 40s. So I'm imagining what he needed was was like transistors, yeah. like semiconductors, which wouldn't which were invented in the forties, yeah, but would would not have been like very commercially available probably for your average. You couldn't go down to like Radio Shack and pick one up. Probably. Yeah, no. Hmm. Yeah, I do like the you know that the fact that the nineteen fifty five version of microchip took up most of the hood because it would have. Yeah, if not more. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, then that's the thing is, I think the um, I'm pretty sure the engine is in the back of a DeLorean. Yeah. It could so be they pretty much had that whole thing to work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. filled with snacks. Mm, <laughs> delicious snacks. Man, I bet Pies. you fucking Doc is kick, kicking himself though for not having done an EV conversion at the same time he did a <laughs> hover conversion. That's a good point. Uh, like, what's the point of keeping? Because a... no one in the in the eighties was was forecasting that. <laughs> I feel like EVs. You would have seen coming because they were like trying. Like Chevy had some out in like the seventies. Yeah, but they they, they were, were shit. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, during the the very very early automotive creation, electric and gasoline were neck and neck until they realized, no, 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 gasoline all the way. But actually, that's a good question though. Why wouldn't he just convert the DeLorean in 1885 to be an electric car? Hmm. Maybe, or a steam-powered car. Maybe the demands... I imagine the demands of the flux capacitor probably just suck up every ounce he can get out of Mr. Fusion. And asking it to do more would be too One, much. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. need that 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. Gigawatts! He's also, like, powering a popcorn maker and a blendy blender smoothie maker thing. On the so console. here's the thing. You just you get the car up to, like, not, you know, get it up to 100 Leave the flux capacitor off. Ah. Put it in neutral. Unless the acceleration is somehow also part of uh, it. That's true. We don't know. Maybe. So, yeah, like, I'm sure it didn't invent this idea, but surely this movie is a big part of the reason steampunk got big, right? I'm sure it's, yeah. Yeah, what is the history of steampunk? When did when did steampunk start? I have no clue, I always assumed honest. it always existed. <laughs> I, mean, I always assumed it started with Wild Wild West. That's actually a good point. Like, joking aside... Oh, like the original series? Yeah. Mm. It was sort of like Old West, but kind of some tech, if you... Certainly, though, they were less ridiculous in the fucking movie. They tried to stay a little more within the realm of, if you squint, they maybe could have managed this. Mm. So the third picture is definitely a picture of Loveless, or whatever his name is, from Wild Wild West. The terrible movie or the show? Uh, I think he's playing the movie one. But it uh, it says... uh, Although many works now considered seminal to the genre were published in the 60s and 70s, the the term steampunk originated largely in the 80s Mm. as a tongue-in-cheek variant of cyberpunk. Interesting. Like, they don't go too too heavy on them. Mostly it's Doc's weird scope on his gun and the freezer fridge thing. Yeah. All that to make ice. Like two cubes, too. His iced tea, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I love how in this movie he brings back building models, just unnecessarily scale, but yeah, <laughs> unnecessarily detailed models of things. This one's not to scale, but it is painted. Now, when I was when I, I told you about how you know, I love these movies, I was kid, I had built so I had the Lego train set. Mm. Lego had a train oh set you, like that was electric. So I rebuilt that and I made it so the train to look like the locomotive from this movie, and I built. A DeLorean. Did you label it Time Machine so that Clara will know what it is? No, I tried to make it look like uh, look like the car in the movie, but uh, and I I, re- I would I would reenact this this film with the with the Lego train set. 
You are so adorable. I was. I can't. I do have the uh, official licensed Lego Back to the Future DeLorean they put out a while ago now. I want to say maybe 20... Probably 2015, 2016. And then you were going to say 20 years ago. I was like, Jesus But they've now since put out a, like, newer licensed model. It's a little larger and a little more detailed, though. Mm. I don't think it comes with minifigs, though, because the minifigs would be too small for it. I don't know if my parents have any photographs of of my... your model? Back, my Back to the Future setup. Oh my god. Aww. Please see if they do. We could post them with this episode. Mm. I notice we're not talking about this movie very much, though. That's the thing. Like, it's 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 a very, like, it's so normal to me that it's like, I feel like I just know it. So it's like, what else, what is there to really talk about? Yeah, that's why I kind of need people to kind of push me with the first one a lot. The second one, because it is... It's very weird. It's the most complex of the and three. And it's got like three entirely different stages to it. Yeah, this is a lot more straightforward. This is, it's a lot like the first one. It's like we just, we have to get home. And also you've accidentally threatened your own existence. But even, it's even more de-emphasized in this to an extent than it was in the first one. The main thrust is just get home. And Doc, don't fuck Cla- Doc, come on. Oh, fine, you can have that. You can have a little fucking Clara for a drink. The thing is... <laughs> He is free to fuck Claire because she's supposed to be dead. No, I know. I know. Like he Yeah, it's not gonna change anything. It won't change it. I mean He can kidnap Claire and bring her I to mean, the future. Unless she's like unless she's like a world peace activist and prevents World War One or something. <laughs> oh no. Which in turn would prevent World War Two. That's true. Holy crap. Here's my question then. Okay. How fucking old is Doc? Because we know, you know, in nineteen fifty five he was older than Marty. Let's mm-hmm. say. I'm gonna, I would say he's in. I would say he's probably supposed to be like late 30s, early 40s. In in the in 55. Oh, okay. I was like in the 80s. <laughs> but go on. I apologize. Okay. He, he just looks terrible because he's living in 1955. Yeah. yeah. All right. So add 30 years to that. Mm-hmm. 70s. 70s because he's also had like. But then oh, 30 years to 30 is 60s. Well, I said 30s or 40s. Oh, okay. So 60s or 70s. Okay, yeah. fine. In 1985, because we also know, like, in the last movie, he got himself some kind of facial surgery to make himself look like he was the, he's the doc in 1955, so that they wouldn't have to, <laughs> to do age makeup on him. Well, so that's literally, literally why they did it, I was yeah. gonna say, but surely did, they did that just because, like, the only thing they really did was jowl up his neck and it looked like garbage, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> to save themselves five minutes of effort a day, but still. Yeah, and there's also, like, how much time has he been... Traveling around no between like, well, we one and two. So they actually well, between one and two. That's fair. I don't know. They do have a line in there which they did do on purpose. Was he got his face redone? But yeah. he also had said changed out his blood and did something else. <laughs> they said tacked a good 20, 30 years onto my life. And they said they specifically threw that in so that yes, yes, he will get some time with Clara. Hmm. Okay, good. They yeah, didn't... that's when I when I'm, it's like. But I like I like Clara so yeah. much. She's just a sweet thing. Yeah, she loves sci-fi. She's mm-hmm. a science geek. So here's what's great. Mary Steenburgen's first film role mm. was in 1979's Time After Time. Oh, oh my god, oh, the entire thing. Can written we do and directed. That? That's a great movie. Written and directed by Star Trek 2 and 6's Nicholas Meyer. And yeah, it features her falling in love with a time-traveling H.G. Wells, played oh, by Malcolm McDowell. Oh, who she married. Yeah. And, oh, and David and then, Warner. Oh, wait, is Malcolm McDowell in, is he in uh, Generations. Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And David Warner's in 5, 6, he's Gull. Madrid. Madrid. He's the, wow, there's a lot of Star Trek connections in that film. Guys, why haven't we watched we should, that movie We should watch Time After Time. married to Ted Danson. Ted Danson. She, she, was, she was married to Malcolm McDowell. I and then she married Ted Danson. I didn't know that. So Ted Danson is the stepfather of her kids to Malcolm McDowell. Is she still married to Ted Danson? I believe so. Yeah, oh, she, yeah she's breaking Malcolm up with him to marry Larry David. Because uh, <laughs> Ted Danson's dating Cheryl, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Like I, I know Mary Steenburgen from this movie yep. and Curb Enthusiasm. I know her from this movie and Time After Time. Mm. Yeah. She's done a lot of stuff, just yeah, not yeah. a lot of stuff I've seen. I feel like I've seen some other yeah, stuff, but I, I can't think of them right now. Well, I enjoy her in this, and then when I was looking up, like, oh, yeah, she's married to Ted Danson, all this thing. I just happened to look up, like, okay, how a how much older than her is Christopher Lloyd? It's 15 years. Uh, and he was married. He's been married five times. <laughs> Oh dear. Fucking what a life. <laughs> Christopher slinging Dick Lloyd over here. I think I just realized why one and three are my preferred movies, and that's because they're so romantic. Aww. And I'm a sucker for that shit. 
Yeah, oh, but yeah. the first romance is with Crispin Glover, who's a strange no, father. No, I seriously, I fancy Crispin Glover. I just find him like the weirdest. I think you fancy guy. George McFly. That's a little different. I don't know. I'm. Well, I don't know Crispin Glover personally. He, sh- he does seem very odd. Have you met me? Too odd for me. Yeah. Are you sure? Probably. Mm. Also, I, I this didn't I think actually get said last time, but uh, yes, something we didn't. Two say. is the only one without a signature signature song. We, but it does have ZZ Top. That's yes. Yeah. This one has ZZ Top. I love First it so much. First one has 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 Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Lewis. The second one doesn't have a signature song. Oh man, how did they manage that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I love it. The story I read was ZZ Top was just around the set, and they asked if they could be the band. Which I don't know how the fuck that happens. And then you know, as they're in the middle of like, oh, they're t- on a break, they're having to fix something for it. They had to go fix something. So they just have having like ZZ Top play songs with them. <laughs> and they ask later, like, oh yeah, when did that thing get fixed? Oh, hours ago. We just didn't want to break up the fun. Yeah. I would love that to I, be I, around a ZZ Top spontaneous concert. I was gonna make a joke that ZZ Top just showed up dressed like that, but it sounds like they did. <laughs> I actually have to admit, despite you know, again, growing up with these movies, loving them, it never occurred to me I am not familiar with the works of uh, Mr. ZZ Top outside of this film. A couple hits. Did ZZ Top do Battle of the Bone? No. no that's, that's George no. Soros somebody. It's really not ZZ Top. No. I'm pretty sure it's not. I, I, I feel like one of their big hits is like a Sharp Dressed Man. Yeah, that's what I'm got a lot, of, that's a lot a of radio one. play. I love the fucking drum spin. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, their drummer, whose last name is Beard, <laughs> the only band member who doesn't sport a beard. Funny. <laughs> oh, it is George Soros good who did yeah, Bad to the Bone. As soon as I said it, I knew it was wrong. This is similar, similar sound. Do they? Kind of. Okay. The man with I don't voices really know. that sing. <laughs> yep, exact same. Exact same thing. <laughs> I don't really know why they're their music, so. But yeah, yeah, we get that going. Yeah, I, I enjoy their their Nanny very much. I think mm. that song is, is very iconic. That always, like, anytime I watch this movie, it winds up stuck in my head for fucking ages. The, uh, now is it... So what's interesting is the end credit song mm-hmm. is the ZZ Top, like their rock and roll song. But if you listen closely, it's the same tune as they're playing. Lovely at the dance that do 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 It's the same song. They're just playing like like a old timey version of it in the at the dance. That's beautiful. That's so cool. I love shit like that. Oh, the gun seller is the toady from Blazing Saddles. I don't know. I, I There's a lot of times I've seen that film. Oh, so, so yeah, so there's, so there's there's Harvey Corman's like henchman. Who? Harvey Corman. I don't know. Uh, Hedley Lamar. Don't know any of that. Oh, okay. So the main villain's henchman has a toady, and that toady is the gun seller. There's a bunch of like people who've been in westerns of varying sorts and cameos in this. Um, the guy oh, yeah. with the weird voice in the bar. Yeah, all yeah. all three of the barflies are like famous for being like just background in westerns all the time. Yeah, and funny, I mostly knew that guy because he was Mr. Haney in Green Acres. Well, and he was um he was one of the bullets in yes. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. that is that boy. Uh, he's in like the Fox and the Hound. I want to say. I would. The, yeah, he's, he's got a great he's voice. He's the other dog. Uh, I oh. think I think he's in one. I think he's in Robin Hood. You know, I think he probably be, actually. he's in everything. He's in yeah. Five Goes West. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a voice like that. You got to put it in everything. Actually, no, I might be making that one up. Maybe he's not. But yeah, he's definitely one of the bullets in Robin yeah. Hood. I know that it was they because you know the the day of the western had heavily waned by this point, and uh, they were saying like. They had all these people who knew how to do stunt riding who were so excited to do stunt riding again because it had been ages since anyone needed it. Yeah, but then Tom Wilson did all his own stunts. <laughs> nice. Including really? including lassoing. The really? lassoing of oh, Marty. Shit, he did that's himself. amazing. I feel like I knew that once but forgot. Yeah. And then they nearly killed Michael J. Fox. They did. He, they oh, nearly the hanged him. Yep. Yep, the really? safety harness broke. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he was actually holding himself up for his life in he that went, scene. He fell Jesus. unconscious briefly. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus no one Christ. noticed that this was I happening? think they did when he probably stopped moving. Mm. Breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Talking. Uh, so, yeah, well, that's... You said that there was like a... You missed this... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't bring it up again. Stunt, a stunt woman problem. If you watch the scene in 2 where Griff's ba- gang goes through the windows mm. of the courthouse slash mall... Mm-hmm. The woman on the far left hits a pillar. She actually hit the pillar, wasn't supposed to. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, it was actually like 
hospitalized for a while over Holy it. Holy shit. But yeah, yeah, so, I don't know, safety standards on these movies. Who was in charge? I have questions. It's so funny, like, when I was a kid, I really wasn't into, I'm still really not into westerns in a mm-hmm. big way, but I love Italian westerns, so since I grew up on this movie, I have actually now seen Fistful of Dollars, so that whole reference with the plate and stuff, I've actually seen the film it's from, it's a good movie. Didn't they do that in a Fistful of Datas, too? Something similar? I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't remember. Might have been like a force field. That sounds Star Trek. Star Trek-y. I don't remember yeah. that episode too well. The true for, for the best. Terrible. Not terrible great. episode. Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, but yeah, the Fistful of Dollars. And like, again, that's another one where they set it up in... in yeah, the first... In the, in two, in rather. two, when yeah. Biff's watching that movie. So Biff helps foil his own ancestor. Mm. He hoists his own petard. Mm. Uh, there you go. The tannins are their own worst enemy. Basically. Yeah, so that's interesting, right? So that's got to have some kind of effect. Unless... He was always arrested then? Unless, yeah, he was always arrested for and the He was always coast. arrested at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, it just, like, you know, he wouldn't have been in town. They would have caught him somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, I don't think about it too hard. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> oh, and actually, though, speaking, though, of, of the Westerns and all that, when Marty says, that's right, you haven't heard of him yet, referring to Clint Eastwood, yeah, he yeah. gestures to a poster, because that poster was from an early Clint Eastwood movie. Like, I don't think he was a star either, yeah, but yeah. he was Yeah, yeah, it was before it. his name was, was really big at all. Yeah, and I think it was like a science fiction film, too, not a Western hmm. or something. It wasn't a Western, I think, though. Yeah, yeah, it was just whatever one of his very, very early credits was, and yeah, it's a good little touch. Mm-hmm. Man, the cowboy costume, though. It's so bad. It's so bad. With, like, the little, little like, nuclear... Uh, he looks like a dolly. He looks like he's yeah. dressed like a dolly. He looks like, yeah, he looks like, like, Woody. <laughs> it is a little, like, it does so much stretch credulity. It's like... Doc, you're a learned man. You know people didn't dress like that. Yeah, what are you doing? That's what he has access to. <laughs> yeah. Did you realize, Chris, you might know this, uh, who they originally tried to get to play the mayor of 80, 1885 Hill Valley? Fuck, if I knew, I no longer remember. Oh, you would remember this one. It was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no. And he said no. The actor? The uh, president! <laughs> oh. He wouldn't have been the president at I this am. time. Yeah, he he was just off, just uh, finished. But he was also probably losing his mind pretty bad. I am so glad that fell through. I was gonna through. say Chris would have really not been able to like these movies. Yeah, that would have really, really that like, would have changed honestly, Chris's entire a, a future. Ronald Reagan cameo would have actually ruined this movie for me. Yeah, um, Home Alone Two has definitely gone down a peg because of that Trump shit. Mm. Yeah, they cut Maybe it for like, time now. Thank God. I hope they do, yeah. It's Trying not necessary. Cameo from Hitler in your World War II movie or something. Actually, yeah. no, it wouldn't even be a World War II. It would be like, you, know, be who like... Would, you know who would be great for this, uh, I don't know, Hansel and Gretel retelling? What? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, Oh my God. Something and he plays German. the witch. Yeah. This is falling well, What if we actually Hitler got Adolf Hitler to play the witch in Hansel and Gretel? I mean, listen, this I hate it, but it would be weird. kind of This funny. went places. Yeah. I wonder if, if Thomas Wilson knew to wear pantyhose. Pantyhose? I just remember, I don't know if we talked about it at the time, we might have. Oh, because that's what Shatner does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it yeah. helps prevent chafing when you're horseback riding. Keeps your pants up. Yeah, sure. I think, uh... He told, he told Stuart. That, I'm sure that's why... I'm sure what happened was Stuart <laughs> walked into Shat- him in, Shatner's, him in Shatner's trailer and, and Shatner's putting on his panty. I was like, oh, it's, it's for horse, horse riding. riding. That's, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Alternately, it's entirely I... possible he wasn't wearing them but told Stuart it was a trick to do so that Stuart was. Oh, yeah. That's that does sound like a... something he'd do. But here's also, the thing, like, Stuart's I'm... a serious, every, like any serious writer, he has his own pantyhose. He's also been in so many Shakespearean productions, he already has a bunch of pantyhose. In every color. Yep. I find that pantyhose can cause a lot of chafing, actually. I've never worn them, so I couldn't But I haven't worn them while riding a horse, so. You're supposed to to put the pantyhose on the horse. That's where you messed up. Wait, the horse was wearing pantyhose? No, don't listen to anything Jake says, ever. (laughs) No, I didn't really think that I... Uh, To a point you made earlier, though. Oh, no. uh, Back in time. It is... So, like, the only reason he wrote Time Machine on that was so that Clara yeah, could. Yeah, because Clara had to come and see that, oh, wait, maybe he is a mad scientist and not just a mad man. A madman would never just write the words Time Machine on a block. <laughs> Do you think this is the Time Machine? <laughs> How are we supposed to fit in this? Get in, Smithers. Yes, hop in. Is it a Time I, Machine for ants? I call it the Spruce Moose. <laughs> 
Uh, eh, whatever that works, it's fine. I love their love. To quote Caitlin. Yeah, they're very cute. Man, uh, a hoverboard may not work over water, but apparently it'll work really high in the fucking air. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that end shot, they are they are very far off the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always struck me as a little weird. It's like, shouldn't they be lower? Okay. Yes. I don't know. This may have come up previously on our show for some reason. Because I like to bring it up all the time. Sure. The little kid at the end of the movie pointing oh, at his dick. Oh, this, yes. Oh, yes, I'm you definitely sorry, brought what? this up. Jake, tell us, tell the, tell the full story. Because I don't know if it's ever made it onto anything okay. or not, so, so let's be Chris safe. Chris is like, great, I have to cut this again. So at the end of the film, Doc shows up in the new train. The time train. Flying time train. Ridiculous. That's the one. I think that ruins the movie, actually. The time train. So stupid. Anyway. Shows up in the time train. He introduced Marty and Jennifer to his wife, Clara, and his two children, Jules and Vern. And they're just sitting, they don't have any lines, they're just sitting. Thank God. But there's a point where, I think it's when Doc is telling Jennifer that, you know, not even an admiral from the future can tell her (laughs) what's going to happen. There's this moment where the camera zooms in on Doc but you can just see just at the edge of the frame and maybe it wasn't even in like the letterbox or the probably uh, wasn't the, the, pan, pan, and the pan and scan version there's the child Vern Vern the shitty one is sitting there and he does and, and I'll show you Kate I'll, I'll demonstrate it for Caitlin demonstrate but also narrate because the audience can't he's see he's standing that. there and then with his hand he goes like this a little he, he does like a, a come here and uh-huh. then and then he does this <laughs> points. No, no, it's one point. It's not multiple. Okay, points. fine, it's but it's one it's... point. Because <laughs> he had to pee, and he was trying to signal that. And he then, had to and pee. then he stares right at the camera, dead into it. It fucks up the scene <laughs> oh so God. hard. And they Why somehow child actors that? the worst. Well, how much time you got? I'm hoping it, when his parents saw that, he was whipped. No. <laughs> wow. But he should feel shame for the rest of his days. <laughs> For ruining... Well, I mean, it was a, that was a shitty scene in the movie. See, I like the train. The return of the train, I think, is cute. I just don't... It just... It, how, did he, how did he build it? He just, Science. He just needed more he, space, he, you know? I mean, steam. Uh, steam powered. He had plenty of time. Like He, all, he went and took the, the train that fell into the ravine. Like, think of it home. all of the things that, you, that he would have had to invent decades before they would have supposed to exist. He's got all the time. I mean... How is he generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity with 1885 technology that would fit on a train? We don't know what's in that that coal tender. It might not be coal. It might be Mr. Fusion. So he invented fusion in 1885. Okay, here's the thing. The American Southwest is legitimately a major source of multiple radioactive, naturally radioactive materials. It's just a gargantuan nuclear generator. There you go. So he's inventing all this technology, which apparently he's not releasing to anybody other than... Well, because it would fuck up the timeline. He has to build this stuff to get himself out of the past where he doesn't belong to preserve the timeline. He's already decided that time travel is too fucking dangerous. Right, but it's justifiable one last trip to get him out of a time he shouldn't be in. Really what it is 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 time travel is dangerous for Marty. (laughs) Doc... Is fine because he can think fourth dimensionally. Yeah, cause he, yeah, but Marty, no matter where he goes in time, he fucks shit up badly. Yes, really bad. Like Marty is an agent of chaos. Yeah, Marty's like Wally, the robot. Yes, yes. he's an agent of chaos. Yeah, no. think about it. Wally just shows up and brings down society. That's true. Society was asking. For oh, you yeah, know, the thing is, he brought down a society that needed to be brought down. Thank goodness, but he is just pure chaos yeah. incarnate. I love it. Fred Willard is great. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in years. Good movie. Had a thought. Oh no. Do you? Did you? So we talked about the fact that they never really do establish in any of them how the fuck Doc and Marty know each other. Right. I have a theory. Oh god. Because there's something I noticed in this movie. I don't think it was two. I'm pretty sure it was this one. When they're in 55 Doc's house or lab or something. Because they are there briefly again. He's got a saxophone hung up. Oh, Bill Clinton fan. Harry Kim fan. Yeah, well, before both. Riker fan. But that means Doc might be a musician. 
Now, we know Doc was hired up for money after a while. There is a non-zero chance he was doing music lessons for people. And that's how him and Marty met. That explains why he had that gigantic fucking amp in his house. That too. No, they met because Doc needed to befriend Marty so that he could send him back in time and give him the instructions on how to build a flux capacitor. Oh, so it's a right, that goes back to what you said last week. That's yeah, a good point. Fuck, act, wait, fuck that. Act, wait, fuck. That makes a lot of sense. Doc had to engineer this whole thing. Oh my god, it's all predestination. My head hurts. Yep, this is how time travel invented. That's itself. actually why. Oh my god, that is why Doc doesn't look his age because 1955 Doc is actually the oldest Doc of all. What? <laughs> He's the 1955 Doc is after he's the one that built the brown family fortune so we know that his what <laughs> hold on we know from this movie that doc brown's father was von braun von braun immigrated in the 19 whatever but they're immigrants yeah from germany mm-hmm. was he literally von braun that's yeah he says said. that that's what he says because when he says maybe it's a different emmett brown on the headstone he's like no the family didn't come here until her her and then we were the von brauns they changed their name during the they war they changed their name during the war to avoid sounding huh. all german and shit yep the browns but here's the thing i'm gonna say that doc brown that we meet in 1955 is after doc brown that we see on time train and that he goes back to 1955 because he needs to make sure that all the shit doc is the nexus of space time he has no father he was never born what? <laughs> he's never existed doc brown is marty's son marty jr or a son we haven't met a son we haven't met maybe even maybe marty jr in the future no I don't know. way that little shit it's too short doc brown is crispin glover this is, getting, this is getting stupid. No. All um, right. Well, this has been Caitlin. <laughs> okay, but I do. I don't know if I'm going on this whole trip with you, but I really am seriously in on this crazy Doc had to engineer all of this theory thing because Marty, he couldn't have done it without Marty bringing him the finished version. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I don't know. I've jumped off this train. No, I know it. I'm the opposite of Clara. No more train. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the train, they should have fucking burned their fucking skin off of their bodies climbing that close to a boiler that was that hot. That's a good point. They should have, like... Yeah, I don't know how trains She was holding on to steam pipes. Yeah, you were complaining about that when we watched it. I was. Those are steam pipes? Those are steam pipes! Yeah, because when it breaks off, a bunch of steam comes out. A bunch of steam comes out. Oh, no, yeah, don't touch. Well, she was wearing gloves. Those gloves would have... They were very thin. Those gloves (laughs) would have burst into flames. Yeah, those were were dress gloves, not work gloves. They are both treating... Third-degree burns. Yeah. Third-degree burns, they don't have hands left. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, you complained about the same thing when we watched this. Also, uh... But it was a minute ago, so... Speaking of trains, again... Mine derailed. How, like... Was there any report from that guy that totally demolished a DeLorean in 1985? That was somehow on the tracks? Like, they go back there, it seems, not very long after. There's no police. There's no investigators. No one. This train, just, probably just a passenger train, completely obliterated an automobile. Mm -hmm. They didn't go and check, like, oh my god, was someone in it? Like, we don't know that the driver definitely saw Marty getting out in the nick of time, and he doesn't know if there was someone else in there, even if he did see Marty get out. It's a good, damn good thing, too, because if they looked through the records, they'd have found all this futuristic technology. Yeah. There's a pile of plutonium for reasons. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not even plutonium. Mr. Fucking Fusion. Yeah. You know what it is? Money Uh, from every era. Why? (laughs) Duquesne sent fake messages saying the situation had been dealt with. Mm. Hero. Hero Duquesne. What I want to know is how Doc managed to uh, manipulate it so the signal would go off right before his train. Yeah, right. He's got time travel. What am I saying? It's easy. Sets a timer, goes back, goes forth. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a trans-dimensional uh, uh, road road gate okay. on, that, uh, on that bridge. I mean, if the whole of Hill Valley has become a nexus in the space-time continuum thanks to Doc shenanigans, I'd buy it. Mm. 
I think Jennifer warms up to all this time travel stuff really fucking quickly. Mm. Considering she wakes up thinking it was all a dream. And she's like, okay, accepted. Accepted this is a dream. Suddenly there's a time trade in front of her. And she's like, oh, I guess it was real and everything makes sense now. And look, here's the you're fired sign and it changed. And it's like, Jennifer, what? What Actually, is your life? That was the first clue was the thing fading out after Marty didn't participate in the race. In the drag race, yeah. Does she ever tell him what she saw? Yes. We were talking about in the last one. Like, did you ever tell the time? Like, she saw his terrible life. And their bad marriage at the Chapel O' Love. Maybe Needles is Biff's son. That's possible. That could, that would make sense. And it would, because there always has to be a counterpoint to the McFly. Mm-hmm. It could be Needles Tannen. They never say his, actually I think you see his full name on the screen in part two. Oh. Uh, Fuck. Okay, he kept his mother's name. Well, yeah, because Biff never married. Yeah. Like, we don't know that Griff is even a Tannen. He could just be Griff. True. Needles. Jenkins. I like that idea, though. Just because, again, it's like poetry. It rhymes. So last week I was saying I I imagined, like, life would have way more sandbags in in Mm -hmm. theaters and in life. Like, they would just constantly be reasons to, like, dump sandbags on people. (laughs) Movies like this make me think headstones should all have random fucking details on them. And I've (laughs) never seen a headstone with anything more than names and dates. Mm. Nope, it has the details, like the, the specific circumstances of your death, and details about your life. Yeah. No, no, mm. you've never been to a haunted house, where it's yeah. like, here lays Miss yeah. Mabel, she was crushed by a horse in the stable. But those aren't real gravestones. I know, those are I, was just, I know, I was just kidding. Jeez. These are the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Fucking wasted on you people. <laughs> Just kidding, I love you guys. There is a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, it's like over a matter of eighty dollars. Like, wow, we've gotten that specific that we can that when we do the math and like the body says seventy five plus five. That's the eighty dollars. I figured it out. You know, here's the thing. Here's another thing, though. And who's this, Clara? Another little little plot point. Well, it's not when unusual. when Marty told Doc and showed him the gravestone. If I were Doc, I'd be cutting Mad Dog a check. I'd be writing a check. <laughs> I'd be saying, yeah, here's here's 90. Here's a little extra. F- get, buy yourself another bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, that would have maybe so. I am so sorry, Mr. Tannen, that I that am such a shitty blacksmith that your horse threw a shoe. But yeah. please accept this with my deepest apologies. I love toward the end when... Is it they, they they throw tannin into the gravestone and it breaks or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that? And the moment is it it's this like moment of victory, like, yes, we've destroyed the true villain of the movie. Gravestone <laughs> Okay, I think I can explain why there's way too much information on it though. Well it's not unusual to have someone's spouse's name. Right, but the the, the the like biography. Yeah, I know. Here's why also not his it's somebody he's known for three days. Three days. But but here's the thing, right? They're already super tight, as we know. He's shot in the back. It's 1885. It probably took him a couple days to die. So while he's there, he's like, all right. Didn't, Biff, didn't uh, Mad Dog say something like that to somebody? Yeah, because he it... shot him with the Derringer at the dance. Yeah, yeah. It took him a couple days to... So yeah, yeah. that's probably when he's originally shot. Good point. Yeah. Marty stopped it with a Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. So Doc's got a couple days to die. He's sitting there. He's dying. He's like, fuck. This sucks. Like, all right. I sent that letter to Marty. I told him not to come looking for me, but let's face it, it's Marty. There's a non-zero chance he might come back for me. Maybe if he finds my... Clara, come here! I need a lot of really specific information on my tombstone. <laughs> Don't ask why. Well here's, well, here's the other thing, too, though. So he, he gets shot at the dance. Mm-hmm. He dies two days later. Yep. So the dance was the fifth. He died on the seventh, mm-hmm. according to the gravestone. He met Clara on the... Yeah, he meets Clara on, must be the third, I think. Yeah, because Marty goes back and has five days to save Doc. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't remember. Does, does he meet her on the first Cause day? Because she, she re- like, she, they, they have the interaction on, so we're assuming in the original timeline, he picked her up at the train station. They must have had more courtship in that week then, because in our timeline that we see, they meet... When he rescues her mm-hmm. from the, the horses, she brings him the telescope yep. to fix. 
And then they meet at the dance. Oh, yeah, no, Marty wasn't there to interfere. They were straight fucking for three days. I guess so, man. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. There you go. Jules and Vern existed in that timeline, too. They were just twins. (laughs) Uh, Not the shitty kid. Yeah. Yeah, Regarding the gravestone, I also wrote that there's this moment of dog ex machina because the dog finds the gravestone and starts Mm -hmm. whining. It's like, fuck, dogs can't read gravestones. Bad dog, Einstein. That's Copernicus. No, that's Copernicus, yes. Fuck you, Copernicus. He can smell Doc in there, though. Having rotted for 70 years? He's even more pungent. Bad dog. <laughs> yeah, Einstein manages to survive all three films, doesn't he? Good mm-hmm. dog. Einstein's mm-hmm. a good dog. He's even on the train at the end. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, we get lots of clock tower action in all three films. I love that they brought it all the way back around to the creation of the clock tower. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cute. Oh, a, little, a small detail I enjoyed in 2 was it not only was the clock tower still broken and you even had like the guy collecting money for it still after 30 years, they hadn't even fixed the ledge that Doc Brown breaks <laughs> Nice when he's up there in 1955. Well, because that's part of the damage they're trying to preserve. Yeah, they they got to they gotta preserve the... Though people are very confused as to how a lightning strike caused that. Yes. Fun little uh, tidbit. Doc's mask that he wears is made of the shirt from two. Mas- the mask that he wears when he's t- holding up the train? Ah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 meant to be torn away from the, like, 2015 train shirt he was wearing. Hmm. Oh, because it was a train shirt because they knew there was going to be a train already. Because they were already in the middle of yep. filming the movie. But yeah, if you look close, you can see it's it's very faded and dirty now, but it's it's the same. So the implication is he just tore it out of that shirt he he owned. Hmm. Oh, I don't think was still wearing in 1955. I guess it was just still in his luggage with all the fake money. I think possibly the stupidest thing in at least this movie, possibly all three, is the wake-up juice that they concoct for Doc to wake him up after mm. he had literally one sip of, of beverage. Mm-hmm. And that's just very dumb. I have to look it up. Someone actually did make that for a video. And yeah, it tastes about as bad as you'd think. But he's like, it's a whole bottle of Tabasco. Yeah. Was it Greg? Yes. Of course it was. Yep. Uh, Greg from How to Drink. Sure. You guys like name dropping and I don't get any of them. <laughs> I couldn't remember the channel name. It wasn't meant to be like an in-joke. Like, I think other people have done it too, but he's the only one I've personally seen. Good on Western Union for holding on to that letter all that time. Right? Yeah, good for them. <laughs> Probably the most unrealistic thing in all these films. Mm. So yeah, we'll hold on to this letter for 75 years and deliver it to this very specific place in time. Why not? Right, here's my last note. I love how all three movie posters go so well together. Oh yeah, that's really great Like, marketing. such a nice touch. Like, the first movie is, is McFly with Carr doing the head-on-hand thing. Hand, hand on head thing. And then the second one, they add Christopher Lloyd to it. And the last one, they add Mary Steenberg into it. And they're all adorable. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Marty got back, if, if Doc gave Marty back the hoverboard. Yeah. Nah, he'd already, he'd already cannibalized it for parts for the time train. Mm. Mm, that's how the train hovers. It's on, it's on the hoverboard. That <laughs> sucks, because that's the best thing. <laughs> I love that thing. Even today... I have zero interest in skateboarding, ever. The one time I tried, I fell flat on my back. Yeah, I would never skateboard. But I could, so, if I had access to a hoverboard, I'd never touch the ground. (laughs) Never. It would make bringing luggage places a lot easier. Oh, yeah, because it hovers and it supports the weight of an adult man. Mind you, 5'4", but still. It it supported the weight of Doc Brown and Clara. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Two... Adults yeah. can fly around on this thing. Fucking. This is like the... Friggin- <laughs> well, it's pronounced flying, Ames. Flying. <laughs> this is like the hover thing from TNG. Mm-hmm. A little hover cart that's always broken down. I don't remember what thing you're talking There's about. There's a hover cart that sure. they use to, to like move stuff around. Oh. There's some... Doesn't Jordy break it or something stupid? Well, some something... They drop a canister and some shit escapes from it and it infects mm. the ship... Zap Brangan broke that other one by putting too many pillows on it in the high gravity planet. <laughs> There's also the way that they didn't they get rid of Nomad 
With some anti-gravity. Yeah, they clamped some anti-grav things onto him before, to bring him to the transporter before he exploded. Yeah. <sighs> All right, I think that's it. Yeah, we have we have done the yeah. Back to the Future trilogy. Where we're going now has no roads, because I don't think we have a plan for next week. Well, so Chris, insert here what the fuck we're doing next next week. Because my hope throughout all of Voyager was for to the journey to come out by the time we got to the end of Voyager, but they're still working on it. So I'm one day when it's out, we'll cover it. But not well, we, not now. We talked about doing the Denise Crosby movie. Yeah, is that Trekkers? Yeah. So we might do Trekkers next week, or no. we might discuss Back to the Future the cartoon. No, I'm kidding. That is trash. It is such bad. It's so bad. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, like, it was terrible. Like power Glove bad, or... No, no, just just awful. Oh. I loved it as a child, because I was young and stupid. And then they started showing it again on TV when I was a teenager. And I was like, oh man, I remember this. And it's like, oh, oh, it's awful. Doc has completely unlearned the lesson about time travel being dangerous. Like, I'm not just going to travel through time. I'm going to go out of my way to change shit. I'm Andy, an idiot. Andy sounds like Richard Nixon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... It actually sounds like Homer Simpson. The whole plot was... of Quantum Leap, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Was he? Isn't he supposed to preserve the? I haven't seen it. No, so. Quantum Leap. He sets right what once went wrong. Right. He right. literally is fixing things. True. Changing time. Like a like a time cop. Insert like a cane. clever Scott Bakula. We're almost to Enterprise reference here. There it is. Yeah. So coin flip next week if we do Trekkers. So if you're interested in Trekkers, you know, stick around. We'll maybe we'll do that. And if not, still stick around. Maybe we'll be fun yeah, about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally do time again. Is that the name time of after time? Time. time after time. God time damn. after time. Oh, maybe I'll take the week off and let these fuckers finally do something stupid. They can do uh, uh, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit for no reason. Oh, let's do Tron. Just the good one, though. All the Trons. Uh, yeah, so come back next week. You'll, you'll We'll have figured it out, and Chris will have cut all this and entered what we're actually doing. Thank you, will Chris. I? You definitely already have. Fuck. You know who should have done this? The, God damn it. The signature song for the second film? Son of a bitch. Cindy Lauper. Ooh. That would have been a good yeah, one. Yeah, very 80s. Why? Right. I don't know. She's great. What does she, what does she do? She does oh, she's music. Great it's music. appropriate. I don't know. She'd do something. She'd do the Goonies. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. She is great. Very much like just, just the epitome of like a, an 80s kind of pop yeah, star. like the cafe 80s. She could have been like, she could have, she instead could have been, of Ronald Reagan, yeah. she could have been the waitress. Could have been playing the, herself. Yeah, as like Cindy Lauper, Max Headroom style. That would have been hilarious. That would be great. I didn't need the Ayatollah joke. That was stupid. That hasn't aged well. No. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't quite get what the hell's happening here. Sorry, you were who? I was Ames. Caitlin. Jake. And Chris. Yeah, most of this will probably get cut, maybe. Cut cut as much of it as you can. Eat shit! Keep that.